Hello and welcome to the WooCast, episode 52 with Alexis Dowling. I'm your host, Juliette, and we are here to talk about all things weird and woo-woo. Very excited for one of my soul sisters to be on the show today. Alexis and I met, gosh, probably about a year ago. And just so you guys know, we've never actually met in person, but this is how beautiful these relationships can transcend uh, through the internet, right? So Alexis and I met in a uh, coaching circle and we just really connected and have been in communication since. And I'm really excited to have her on and have you guys hear her story. She is a quantum healing hypnosis practitioner, often known as QHHT. Um, And in today's episode, we talk about the connection between trauma and weight loss. Alexis not only transformed her body through healing her past wounds, but she allowed her spirit to be free so she could step into her power fully. And she's now helping others to do the same. In this episode, we talk a lot about the power of reprogramming the subconscious mind and using guided hypnosis and why that works so well. I am very excited for you guys to hear her journey and uh, how much shedding she has done and not only of her physical body, but of uh, really going into her past and healing herself and how that really affects the physical matter of our body. And we will go into exactly how and why that all is. So sit back, enjoy. Let me know what you guys think of this episode. And please, if you have not yet rated or reviewed this podcast, just head over to Apple iTunes. If you have that, if you're using that, and please uh, rate and review. We are up to, uh, what could be more now, but 70 five-star reviews. And it's just awesome. I really appreciate everybody giving the support. If you have any feedback or if you want anything on the episode, on the uh, podcast particularly aired, if you want a guest or you want us to talk about something you're really interested in, please always send me a message at Juliet underscore root on Instagram is where you can find me. And I will see you guys soon or talk to you guys soon. Hello, everyone. I am here with beautiful Alexis. I am so happy to have you on the show. I feel like this has been a long time coming to have you as a guest. So I appreciate you showing up today. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. Yay. All right. We're going to get right into it, guys, because we're already we're getting into it before I hit record. (laughs) And I'm like, wait a minute, I will forget to hit record and we will have an hour of amazing conversation that nobody will hear, which is what happens when I get together with a lot of my guests. But I will really want to focus on today is talking about the healing journey and what that looked like for you and what aspects of yourself. We're just going to dive right in, girl. Like what aspects of yourself were you looking to heal? And what were the avenues that you went down to find healing for yourself? Oh, man, I, I, I think about where I was a year ago and I wanted to heal everything. 
when, when people talk about being like the, you know, at your low point or like the lowest of the low, I feel like I was there. And, um, I knew something had to change. I mean, 2020 was a really hard year, obviously for everyone. And, um, it was October of 2020 and I was so depressed. My anxiety was through the roof. My, my health had just gotten completely out of control and I knew something had to change. And, um, the very first thing that I started doing, cause I knew I needed to just do something was I started walking. I just went out and started walking four miles a day. I tried it for 30 days. I got blisters, like the size of like baseballs on the back of my feet. And it like, and it was hard and I was crying and I was so just feeling so low, but I just kept in the back of my mind that if I'm just gentle and easy with myself, everything will come. Um, I'm kind of jumping around a little bit, but I, I was a gymnast growing up and then I was a professional power lifter about five years ago. So being so out of shape and having my health just so like, like so bad was such a huge wake up call for me. Yeah. I can imagine that you were in a space of like, who is this person? And I think that happens to a lot of us when we have our different phases of life and the identities that we align ourselves with, especially when it comes to aligning yourself with an identity that's very much around your body and what your body looks like and how capable it is. I see this a lot with clients who especially were gymnasts or dancers and having those high expectations that were put on you from a young age is a real challenge because we we don't stay the same. We all we grow and we we shape shift throughout our life, but putting that much pressure on ourselves is really that's hard. It's hard to to stay in that space. And so you got to a place where you were just feeling at your lowest and what you know, what did that feel like for you? Because I think it's different for everyone. So how did you know, like, I'm at my lowest and how did you know to like, go on a walk every day? Like, where did that come from? <laughs> so at, so when I felt at my lowest, I, I just remember waking up. So sorry about that. No worries. <laughs> it's ringing through my computer. <laughs> oh, that happens to me all the time. And I can always edit this out, which I probably won't guys just so you know, because oh, okay. I'm too lazy. But <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, everyone. Um, but yeah, it's um, I I felt like I was at my lowest when I would wake up every day and just feel like like this is it. It was kind of it was just kind of one of those realizations that like this can't be my life. This can't be what thirty four year old Alexis should be doing. Um, I'm, I'm very action driven. I'm, I'm a Sagittarius to the core. So, so not having any happiness or optimism, like I wasn't looking forward to the next day. Just, I, I could just tell things weren't working. And I think the way I actually started walking, I was listening to a podcast um, and the host was talking about how she had just had a baby and she had a guest on who said, the best thing you can do to get in shape is to start walking 10,000 steps a day. So I Googled it and that wound up being about four miles. And I have like a four mile, beautiful walk, like right near me. So that's, that's like, what's like started the whole thing. Wow. 
And even though throughout that process, you're saying you got blisters and you were like fighting it a little bit, what kept you going after, you know, your first massive blister, you could have been like, oh, fuck this. Like, I'm just going to go sit on my couch. But what had you continue to do this for 30 days? And what transformation did that propel you into? I continued doing it because I just knew I didn't have any other option. It's like where I was at a breaking point from being so sad, so just not happy in my life, in my body, in my mind. I just knew something had to change. I also really love being outside. So that really helped it. And then once I got through that 30 days, just in 30 days, my body transformed, my mind transformed. I started just seeing di- things differently. And, and in those 30 days as well, because it was October, um, I was trying to just find something that would make me happy. I've always been very into um, the law of attraction, manifestation. I was showed it, shown it in my early 20s by a teacher at my cosmetology school. And so I was trying to look back into that. I'm like, okay, how can I manifest the life that I want? And somehow I stumbled upon the video that Sky did on Sky Life with Mia about witch school. And I was like, okay, there, there's something there's, there's, this is something fun. This is something I'm interested in. And, um, but at the time I was also the most broke I'd ever been in my adult life. And so my birthday is in December. So I said, I'm going to buy myself witch school for my birthday. Um, at that time, Mia had actually come out with witchy rich and I was like, nope, that's more aligned with me. I, I love money. So let's do that one instead. And that's kind of that signing up for that class. And then one other thing is what really propelled my like spiritual journey is I watched, um, a documentary on Netflix called surviving death. And, and from, I, there was, I believe it's in this documentary, someone talking about releasing your trauma will have a physical manifestation on your body that it, that like, if you're, if you're carrying around weight and you release trauma, your weight will drop as well. And after a year of doing that, I, I can completely attest to that. I've lost about 75 pounds now in just a year. It's amazing. And for those who are not familiar, uh, Mia, or, uh, well, Scott, first we'll, we'll recognize Sky, who has been on the podcast, Sky Life, definitely an amazing YouTube channel. Check that out. She goes around and interviews and, and videos, just incredible practitioners and people who are doing amazing things. And she's just a seeker. Very, uh, very much like myself. And we had such an awesome conversation on the podcast not that long ago. And then Mia was one of our first few guests that we had on the show. And she is a modern day witch, an alchemist. She is really like a a medicine woman, incredible. And uh, that's how Alexis and I know each other because I did something called the Coaching Cauldron, which is an eight week group container where it was myself and uh, a handful of women who just share what we're going through in our own personal journeys with wanting to manifest our desires, wants and wishes. And Mia just facilitates this really nice group. And I was looking for something to support me in the time when I was transitioning from leaving my business into starting my coaching practice. And that's how Alexis and I actually know each other. And 
you just never know what you're going to stumble upon and what is going to spark your curiosity. I didn't know that I was going to be interested in Mia magic and, you know, but something about it, I think it definitely pulls on that, that childlike wonder that we, that we all do carry inside of us. That's interested in magic and the mystical and being able to just really live out your dreams. And she really is such an amazing practitioner in that way to support that within the person. So yeah. And it's incredible what you're talking about, this weight that we carry, because it's not physical weight is often just a manifestation, like you're saying, of baggage that we've been carrying from trauma, from not loving ourselves or feeling worthy. And that can lead to behaviors and actions that we take, like not feeding ourselves well or not moving. But I do want to touch on that even those who might take on that 30-day walking uh, adventure like you did, or even those who might try to eat in a certain way, go on um, a nutrition plan, may not see the, that, that weight release happen. And I have seen that when they, those people go into the trauma and they release that part of the weight, then all this stuff actually starts to work. So I'm curious your feelings around that. I completely agree. When I was powerlifting um, a few years ago, I would start making all these weight goals for myself because your weight is really important to your score in that sport. And I've never had the success with weight loss that I have now with with doing the full releasing. So just clearing space in in my, in my mind, clearing space in my heart, clearing space in all my energy centers, even, even doing like the mucoid plaque cleanse and, you know, and, and everything just really clearing physical trauma and trauma that's just been stuck in my body somewhere. I've never seen results like I have now. Yeah. And so if you don't mind sharing, what were some of those some of those releases that really needed to happen for you? Oh, for sure. There's, there was one that I had been carrying for a really long time that I didn't even realize that I was carrying it. And I actually was able to release it in coaching cauldron when, when, uh, if you remember the cinnamon roll meditation, (laughs) it was directed at another one of our sisters, but it, that one really helped me release as well. I had a lot of trauma from middle school because, you know, middle schoolers are just the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and um, I had a lot of trauma from middle school. I, um, I was bullied really, really, really badly. I, um, I was a little bit more of a sexually active kid. I like, I was a little more just into it, more like curious about it. And so I started acting on those curiosities Um, I grew up in a very religious area of town. So my peers were not in the same mindset that I was. And I was bullied very bad about it. Um, There was even a a point during like spring break of that year that um, everyone said they were going to come to my house and kill me. And, you know, it was it was all really intense stuff for some, you know, for a 12, 13 year old to be dealing with. And I wrote it off for so long thinking like, 
oh, it's just middle schoolers being middle schoolers or like middle school girls are assholes. Like, no, that stuff like really actually stays with you. And I remember that release during the cinnamon roll meditation that we did, um, that it was all about unity. It was all about sisterhood. It was like, it was like the sisters wrapping each other like a cinnamon roll. And that was the first time since then. I mean, it had been over 20 years that I felt connection and safety and security in female company. And, and it was, it was beautiful. Mm, Yeah. This is something that a lot of us carry from our wounds that are really old and you could just write them off. Like you said, and you could be like, well, I'm an adult now. And those were kids and whatever, but the body doesn't lie and it remembers things and how we show up in our day to day can really be impacted by things that happened in our past. If we don't have any reconciliation and that reconciliation doesn't have anything to do with you know, calling up that person from your past and being like, do you remember that you called me a slut and that you threatened to kill me? Right. It's that it's not, it's about forgiveness. That doesn't person does not have to be there, but it also is about rebuilding that trust within yourself and your current reality. And you can do that through what, like what we did, which is just a beautiful meditation where you got to connect to a deeper part of yourself and go into your heart space. And, and let your heart open a little bit more because parts of our heart really close off when these things happen. And for good reason, because we want to protect ourselves. We want to keep ourselves safe. We don't want that bad shit to happen to us again. We don't want to feel that way ever again. And so what we do is we create like, you know, sometimes I refer to it as like a heart wall. We just put the wall up and it's like, okay. So even though you might be convincing yourself that you're able to have these deep connections with women, there still might be something underlying that's like, don't trust, don't trust because they might be hurt you. And that really hinders feeling and fully experiencing a relationship, which is the, such a magical part of being human is being able to have those real deep connections and feelings. But a lot of us conflate that with, well, that's going to hurt me. So we don't really let ourselves go there. But by not going there, we really prevent ourselves from just feeling the ecstasy that is having those deep connections. Oh, definitely. It, it had such a impact too on the way I felt like with my, with my own like worthiness, like, like I'm not worthy of this. I'm not worthy of that. And, and there were other, you know, there were obviously other things in there as well, but that was like a big one that I was dealing with was, was, scarcity. I was dealing with scarcity when it came to abundance. I was dealing with scarcity when it came to love for myself, uh, scarcity when it came to my own worthiness and identify like just identifying it, just being able to recognize like, Hey, this is something that's going on with me is I think 90% of the battle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awareness is one of the biggest pieces, but then there's that 10%, right? Which I think you got to, which is the actual surrender and release that I find is, you know, in terms of what people say about weight loss, they go, oh, it's always the last 10 pounds that just won't come off, you know? But in relation to what we're saying, it's like this 10% of embodying that 
not just intellectualizing that you know that you're worthy and you can tell yourself the affirmations and you're starting to really like believe it, but the actually embodying it part that, you know, we can call it that last 10%. How did you get to that part where it wasn't just like, I'm telling myself these things and hoping that one day, like I will truly feel them. Ooh, it it was a lot. I think a lot of it was being 150% honest with myself. I had to really recognize where I was at, how I was feeling, even these like feelings that I was trying to push down, like, no, I'm super confident. I'm this, I'm that. Like, no, I, I really, really, really had to identify where I was in that moment at that time and be there. Actually, actually be there. And then the healing could start. Mm. And it's almost from releasing those things and starting to starting to identify them and bring them to the surface and, and alchemize them and, you know, and move on. My choices in life started being a lot more in tune with loving myself. So, so as I started releasing these traumas and being really honest with where I was, the motivation for eating better, the motivation for being outside and, and being in nature and breathing in fresh air and even, even stop stopping using substances. I was drinking a lot prior to this journey and I was, I was drinking so much that I was almost worried about stopping like, oh my gosh, am I going to get sick? Am I going to have withdrawal? Like, am I really that bad? And I was able to just stop. It's like my, it's my, I didn't even want it anymore. Same with like junk food, same with, same with not being active. It's like anything that was in my way of moving forward on this journey, I just wasn't interested anymore. You started to give yourself the medicine that was meant for you. And yes. that medicine to know what that is for you sounds like it couldn't come until you actually faced yourself and were in the feelings and didn't just, okay, I'm in the feeling 50% and the other 50% I'm going to push off to next week or I'm too busy to feel that right now. And I can relate to that wholeheartedly in that it's much easier to like just have an excuse as to why we're not going to fully admit to ourselves where we're at. And that's all can come from pride, our ego, our conditioning, what we've been, how we've been operating for a really long time, right? May have served us then, but it's some, and then it doesn't serve us anymore. And so it's like, you have to really surrender a lot of times in this process and let go of an aspect of yourself, this identity, like we were talking about earlier, right? You had the identity of gymnast at one point, of power lifter at one point, right? And when we get really caught in those identities, it can hinder our growth in a sense. We can get stuck and then but you're never really stuck because eventually what happens is a lot of what we're talking about. You get to a place where you're like, I'm at a bottom. So that's not stuck energy. Bottom is like, now I'm going to be moving just in a very different direction than maybe I had anticipated for myself. Does that make sense? Oh, definitely. And, and even just 
the identity portion of it. Um, I've worked with a lot of coaches over this last year. Like I'm almost kind of, I'm almost now trying to evaluate if I'm like addicted to now working with coaches, <laughs> like, because, because I have worked with so many different coaches over the last year. And one of the coaches that I worked with, Christina, she is a mindset coach. And, um, we worked a lot with my identity. I was wrapping my identity so much in the fact that I'm a business owner. I, I own a restaurant. I do this. And she asked me one very simple question. Who is Alexis if she's not a business owner? And I couldn't answer that question. It it took me a very, very, very long time, like months to really understand like who is Alexis, like at the core, not, not what do I do for work or what sport am I competing in now? Or, you know, what, like what talent do I have today? It's, it's who, who am I? Mm-hmm. And I think that like, that's been a huge piece of this puzzle as well. And I don't know about you, but for me, I can't really answer that because I think that who I am, that's not Juliet, this identity in this lifetime, you know, this avatar, right? There's a soul part of me. There's an essence that I can tune into occasionally and I can listen to that intuition in my heart and, and feel that there is sort of my truth. And that's coming from her, who, who I really am. But we come into this world with two parts of ourselves, the soul and the identity and, or the personality. And that can shapeshift over time. You can definitely change your role. You can change, you know, that you could be a business owner and then you could be someone who's working for a company, right? But it's not attaching to that. And knowing that you're allowed to shape shift. And so I'm, I'm curious for you how you answered that question for yourself, because I'm not, I don't really have words really to describe my essence, my soul. I just know that she's there regardless of if I am working, you know, for myself or if I'm working for someone else or if I don't have a job. Right. No. And I'm actually going to steal um, a quote from Ralph Smart of how I identify, because I, I think it's just so appropriate for how I identify myself. I'm an infinite being having a human experience. And, and that to me feels so expansive. It feels so exciting. It, It like lights a fire in me, just not having like that one attachment, like a business owner, a power lifter, just an infinite being having a human experience. Because if you're infinite, you're timeless, you have so much expansiveness. And if you're in identity, that's small and, and very limiting. And what you're talking about is limitless. And so tapping in and tuning into your very core essence is that you are limitless and that you are having this profound human experience gives you more choices in how you want to perceive your reality. Yes. Yeah. And we were talking about that a little bit before we came on about being able to reframe things. Mm. And you shared something, I think, very powerful about, you know, where you are in your life now and, you know, being able to have a reframe around that. If you don't mind sharing that with the listeners, I think it would really resonate for a lot of people. Oh, absolutely. Um, Just a little background. I've, I have owned, I've, when I met Juliet in in coaching Cauldron, I um, owned several businesses and was slowly but surely closing them. Um, 
um, during COVID or transitioning them. Um, I reopened one of them and it just didn't work out. So I decided to close it. But in the background, while I was doing that, I had a job with another company and they were able to keep me on. I worked for them part-time just doing payroll and stuff. And when I closed my business back in August, I was given a promotion with the company that I work for to start doing HR. And we, we got, there was an acquisition, we got bought by a huge corporation. And so now I'm in like this corporate HR field, which at the time I got it just didn't really feel like it was aligning with me. Like I was like, ew, corporate, like gross. Like I'm, I'm a QHHT practitioner. I'm a, I'm learning how to read the Akashic records. I don't want to be in this 3d matrix, but working with Christina, the mindset, my mindset coach, she really helped me reframe looking at HR as an energy manager. There, there's so many different personalities and things and moving parts in a large corporation that they do need someone who can, who can alchemize and be temperance in that scenario. And from that, I was just like, okay, that's, that's what I'm doing. And through the work that I've done as well, I know I'm not stuck there. Like I can, I can leave tomorrow and go live in the woods and, and do my spiritual practices. But for the time being, I really like the feeling of knowing that I am the, the HR alchemist. I love that. And that's a reframe that you did for yourself because you could have really looked at that as this is not where I wanted to be. This is not the path that I had set out for myself. But we have to look at how do we show up in every area of our life, no matter what your job is right now. You know, Eckhart Tolle has a beautiful uh, video clip that I can actually share in the show notes because it speaks perfectly to what you're talking about. And I send it to a lot of clients because it really helps people in this transition of I don't necessarily love what I'm doing right now and where I'm at. This job is not what I see for my future, but I also am not at the place where I'm just going to quit it and then just be like, okay, I don't have anything to do tomorrow. You know, I don't have a plan in place yet, or I'm still doing my other thing part-time and I'm not quite ready to, to take that, that shift and that leap. But it's like, how can you bring your best self to the current situation you're at? And like you said, you're managing energies for people and you're supporting people and seeing that as not something to take lightly, but really having a really profound role in people's lives. I mean, working with people, that's profound, no matter what you're doing. You have an opportunity to, to make a change in someone's life and how you show up for them. And just being, whether you're going to be that kind, loving person, or, you know, if you're not going to be paying attention to them at all, you know, if, you know, if for people to receive any kind of recognition is better than zero, like even critical feedback for people supports them more than nothing is what from, ha from having a business myself and working with people for so many years, like we want to be noticed as humans, we want to matter. So having those connections with, with employees is, it can be profound. It's just how you look at it. So share with me this passion that you have now going into hypnotherapy, because I have a, the same passion as I've been doing in this with people over this last year. And it's just absolutely incredible. So how did you get involved did you have a session yourself and you're like, oh my gosh. 
Yes. No, I've had two actually myself before getting involved in it um, as a practitioner. I, it was again, that, that documentary surviving death where they talked about past lives, like the children who have their past lives and they remember them. And I had to know what my past lives were. So I immediately signed up for a past life regression. Um, it's, it's not through the Dolores Cannon method. The first one that I did, it was through, I can't remember his name, but it's another past life regressionist. And it was that method. I was able to go back to two past lives that were just incredible. And it was, it was such a profound experience just to like recognize, wow, I've been here before. Like, this isn't my first life on earth. I've had many, 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 many. And after that, um, I learned about quantum healing hypnosis therapy. I don't even remember how I learned about it, but I signed up for a session a few months later to do um, a QHHT session. And I was completely blown away. Um, I went back to a past life and then I went to a future life. And that's where we talk to my higher self, my subconscious source, whatever, whatever identifies it with you and got just so many answers to questions that I just felt like I would never know. Um, questions, questions about my relationship, questions about where, where I am in life and what I'm supposed to do in life. And I just left feeling like I was on a different planet. I just, I left feeling with just this high vibration that I still haven't come down from. And this was back in May when I did this and it's October now. And I had to learn more about it. And when I learned that getting into QHHT wasn't something that you had to be an actual clinical hypnotherapist to be, I signed up immediately. And it's just been this incredible practice that I've been able to do with a few of my friends so far. I haven't, I haven't taken any clients yet. I'm actually working on getting an office because I want to have like a nice space without distraction and, and everything like that. But that also got me into the Akashic field as well. Um, I, I heard your podcast with, I can't remember her name. Like Tian Siren is the most recent one we had who was talking about the Akashic records. Yes, yes. And, and I was blown away because the similarities between QHHT and Akashic records just go hand in hand. And recently, I've been doing a lot of channeled writing and Akashic records kept coming up, kept coming up, kept coming up. And in one of the courses I was taking, we had a surprise guest and it was uh, Daniela Gill, who is an Akashic reader. And she did a session for the whole group. I had to know more. And again, signed up for another training. You know, you're letting your curiosity lead the way. And I'm really happy for you in that because <laughs> that's part of that childlike wonder that a lot of us disconnect from as we grow and have responsibilities placed on us. And we have a lot of conditioning and programming that gets hammered into us, we tend to lose that connection to that place of infinite possibility, which is what you're tapping into, right? That you're a limitless being that can really do anything you want with your time and your life and create the life of your dreams. 
And I was just reminded yesterday in my own mentorship that I'm in that I need to do my ideal day exercise again, which I did before we moved here. I think a little bit of the scary part is I think that I'm living my ideal day. And when you realize that you're what you wrote actually comes came through and you manifested it, it's like, oh, oh, okay. (laughs) So I'm here. And can I enjoy it is kind of where I'm at right now. All right, you're here. Now, can you enjoy it and let go of the conditioning you have that it's conditional and that you might lose it at any moment? Right. So what you're sharing about just following your your curiosity is just like awesome. It's what I've been doing. It'll lead you to it'll lead you to so many beautiful places without having the expectation of how's this going to turn out? What's this going to look like? And to some that might seem irresponsible, but I would ask you to question why that is and and perhaps that's because we've been told only told that for so long that we need to have everything on this linear progressive path that you must know that point that A plus B is going to equal C. And I challenge that because in terms of your own personal development and happiness and your own true north, I have found that what you're what you're sharing is really so much more experiential and and actually enjoying enjoying the journey rather than, okay, I'm just trying to get to the destination. Oh my gosh. Yes. Like every, just letting, like you said, letting go of that expectation, letting go of this is how you should be as an adult, or this is what you should be doing has been the greatest, most expansive thing that I could have, could have done my, the shadow work that I've done or like the releasing trauma and everything. There were definitely days where it sucked. It like, Like you really have to go there and you really have to be real with what's going on and where you're at. But looking just back at this last year as a whole, it's been the most exciting year I've ever had. And the future right now, it just looks so bright and amazing. And like, and I truly understand that I can do anything. I can be anywhere. I can experience everything. Mm, That's beautiful. And with the hypnotherapy, I do want to talk a little bit more in detail about the power of this and what it, what it Mm. gives people access to. And some of the misconceptions that I had before I had my first hypnotherapy session, you know, I think some for myself, I was a very highly anxious individual growing up. Um, Still you know, working on releasing those aspects of myself that I no longer need, but I have done so much releasing of it. And it's like, ah, just deep breath now that I don't have that kind of weight on me anymore of waiting for the other shoe to drop or feeling hyper, that hypervigilance and that panic and that anxiety on the regular. So I dealt with that for so many years, but being that type of having that type of energy freak, it freaked me out to do anything where I thought there was going to be a loss of control. And I think my only um, understanding of hypnosis was like stage hypnosis on the Mari show, you know, where it's like all these people are barking like dogs and they have no recollection of what just happened to them. And so, and I understood that it could be used for quitting smoking and all these things. Right. But I, I, I never really thought much more about it until I started having healing sessions where some of that was infused in, in a subtle way where you didn't, I, it, it wasn't even called hypnotherapy, right? Could be called quantum healing, could be called deep subconscious work. There's, so there's a lot of terms, but 
hypnosis is really just elevating consciousness. That's how I see it. It's just elevating your consciousness, meaning your ability to be more of a conscious being in and really be able to see things from a higher, wiser perspective for yourself and get out of your analytical mind that is really in in your way all the time and getting and getting past that and going into the subconscious where we house our wants, our wishes and our desires, but also the things that are holding us back from that. It's like accessing this clarity library. Yes. <laughs> it's like I need to go to the to the place in my mind where I can access clarity. And we cannot access that clarity from the part of us that's analyzing everything. So by going into hypnosis, which is just very gentle and just deep meditation where you're fully aware Definitely. during it. You could get up and go to the bathroom if you needed to. You and you ideally remember everything from the session. I know that there are multitude of ways of doing this, but from the the way that I do it with clients, and I'm not sure if perhaps it's the same way that you're doing this, but it's you're not putting anyone under, you know, right. There's no like missing time for this person. Although it doesn't, that you don't feel like you're in a linear progression of time when you're going into that subconscious. Cause you are able to access past present and future, which is what the Akashic records are really. It's the space of everything that existed, everything that exists and everything that will exist, which is very hard to wrap your head around, but <laughs> definitely, <laughs> but so much clarity and profound wisdom comes from that space when you can get into it. And I just love nothing more than to guide people into that place and be guided myself time and time again into that place, because it's where I found the most healing personally, because mm-hmm. you can really get out of the fear and the yes. and the protection and you can really get into what's actually right for me what's my truth yes i i love that you keep saying space too like that it gets you to a space that it creates space i feel like as a as a qhht practitioner that's all i'm doing my clients are in control they it's it's their journey it's their vision it's what's going on with them. But as a practitioner, I'm allowing them to move their mind out of the way to create that space in order for them to start receiving the information from their subconscious, from their past memories, from their future lives, in order to help navigate this life as whatever human you are in today, to help them navigate that in such a more connected, embodied exciting way. Mm -hmm. Perfect example of this is I had a healing session this week. And one of the things I have been in a space of questioning myself a lot and driving myself nuts, honestly, because the analytical brain will can drive you insane. (laughs) I was feeling like, I'm like, I don't know what I want anymore. I don't, I don't know who I am. Just beating myself up, just going into a really negative space that was coming from an old, an old place that I just didn't need anymore. Honestly, it was just habitual at that point. Like I have done so much healing of, of that part of me, but sometimes there are habits left over. Like the thought forms we have, if you've practiced them enough times, 
they there's strings attached still that will they'll come back. (laughs) (laughs) And so I had a healing session this week and the amount of clarity that I feel now because I got to have a conversation with my wise self. And, you know, it's wonderful to have a, a coach to be the facilitator for this. It's wonderful to work with a healer, but just know that this is coming from you. Mm -hmm. The healing is coming from you. It's not, you're not being healed from someone else. And I think that we have to get out of that mindset too, of like, I'm going to go to this person and they are going to fix me or heal me. You have all of that capacity and power, but the, the healer or the practitioner is, is going to facilitate the space for you to be able to go there and ask you questions that you didn't take the time to ask yourself. Cause I'm not, going to put myself through a healing session that often, maybe once in a while, I feel called to go into a deep guided meditation visualization, but it's way more fun when you are doing it with someone (laughs) and you can have a little bit of like back and forth. Oh, definitely. Even I um, just attended a hour long silent zoom meditation. I've never done an hour long meditation silent, but there was something about being on zoom with 20 other people who were doing the exact same thing as me that almost kept me accountable, but you could also kind of feel that energy like between everyone, even though everyone's eyes were closed, no one was talking. And the facilitator just said, okay, I'll let you done when I'll let you know when the hour is done. And you're just like, Oh, okay. Like it, it was amazing. I love that. That's so You know, I keep saying, I'm just so happy for you and excited for you because you're really betting on yourself. Do you know what I mean by that? Oh, yeah. No, I love that. Thank you. That 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 means that you're really trusting in yourself and letting yourself have these experiences and just seeing where they where they take you. And that kind of playful curiosity is a really incredible energy to carry and a very magnetizing energy, too. I'm always very drawn to people who have a playful, light nature, but they also have a lot of power. And I just see that. I see so much power in you. Like you just, your aura is just very, very big and very powerful. It's exciting. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Oh, I'm just like, I have chills. Thank you so much. (laughs) And even what you're describing when we were in the group together and there was a healing for another woman. And, but that healing resonated for you. And that also is really powerful that you can be in a group setting and something might resonate with you. I listened to a, a meditation this week that was re- it was a recorded um, group, uh, Buddhist teachings. And then there was a meditation afterwards. And even though this was recorded in the past, it affected me and impacted my week in such a profound way. It didn't matter that I wasn't there in the moment. And it didn't matter that it wasn't for me you know, this woman was speaking to the group and specific individuals. And we, this is where we start to really see that we are all interconnected and we all share so many similarities and we can learn from each other and we can heal through one another, right? So by me healing Mm -hmm. myself, that supports somebody else's healing. It's a ripple effect that we create. And I always say that with clients, I'm like, you're doing this not just for you, but you are healing beyond just yourself. You are healing your ancestry. You are healing the future. 
And I know that sounds like a big job right now, but it's <laughs> happening whether you like it or not, because just by you healing yourself. And when you do, when you're talking about quantum healing or hypnotherapy, being able to go back in time and heal aspects of ourselves that kind of tethered away from childhood or even a past life has a real profound healing in the present and else healing, it heals the past, which then heals the future, right? Because it all impacts each other. <laughs> right. And, and if, if someone is bringing some emotional injury, physical injury from a past life into your current life. One thing that I've noticed through QHHT too, is that your subconscious or the client's subconscious will always say that they weren't supposed to take that with them. That was that life. This is this life. And you can send it back. And just the, the healing that I've seen in that, just sending back old trauma, it's instant. It's mm -hmm. instantaneous and it's, it's absolutely incredible. Like just the way it's almost like shifting timelines, it's like, okay, send that back and you jump into like a new timeline. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Absolutely. Yeah. And with anything, you know, they're even limiting beliefs, the limiting beliefs mm -hmm. that I, that were coming up for me again this past week where I'm not doing enough and I'm not good enough. Right. And which you distill that down. It's like not enoughness, <laughs> just not yes. enough. Right. And through a visualization of really like letting that go and what came through and for each person, it's so unique and different. This is what's so beautiful, right? For one person, you might ask, where do you want that energy to go? And they could say up into the light, into the wind. Another person might want to bury it into the earth, right? For me, it was fire. I don't know. It just came like you need to like imagine that you're putting this energy because thoughts forms. These are just energies that we're working with. Everything is energy. You're you are this invisible, infinite being having a human experience. So so everything looks like you're experiencing matter right now. <laughs> but really, we are just space. And, in, and that is, again, some really heady, uh, hard topic to like, it's a hard topic to get into and wrap your head around quantum physics. I, you know, I always share on the show, not my forte, but I understand it, but I can't really intellectualize it in the best way, but Google it, Wikipedia it, <laughs> and try to do it yourself. Cause <laughs> I'll get better at it through time. But in that way, just that visualization of sending those energies into an imaginary flame, right? This is a visualization. I felt so much lighter and so much more free in my body and so much more like capable of just being myself again, like a calibration happened in that ritual in which I had my eyes closed and you had no idea what the fuck was going on. Amazing. But everything is going on behind the scenes on the inside. Your inner world is what's creating your outer. It's this universe we live in, this, this reality, it's just, it's a reflection what you're going to, what you're putting out is what you're receiving. So working on that output starts with working on how you're doing on the inside. And that's what you've been sharing is like really working on alchemizing the, the pain that was holding you back and what wasn't allowing you to be you, mm -hmm. right? Your essence yes. and just doing things that you want to do. Yes. And I, I love too that 
you are, you are a coach, you are an energy healer, you are in these fields, yet you're still working on yourself. And I think that's another thing too, that I had to come to grips with was just because, oh, okay, that trauma has gone. Okay. Yay. There will always be more work. And now I welcome it. It's like, oh yes, I found another one. Let's, let's unbury it. This is going to suck, but let's do it. Like, and it'll, I recognize now that it'll just up-level me mm-hmm. as a human, as this experience, as a Lexus. It, it's all of these things are just going to add to my life. And, and I know that if I start repeating old patterns or anything like that, I know I can get out of it. I've done it once and I can do it again and I'll probably have to do it again and again and again. And it's almost just that willingness of, and the acceptance of knowing that it's all going to be okay. And truly in the end, in the big picture, the big quantum picture, it, none of it really matters anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And you could, you could look at that as being like, kind of like terrifying. And I just like, what's the point? Or you could see that as being an opportunity that you can, that you can try anything and that you can go after what you really want, because if none of it really matters anyways, then I might as well give it my best shot. I might as well go big. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And you know, and what you're touching on is really getting to know yourself on a deeper level, trusting yourself. You know, I think Mia once she said the root of the word confidence is trusting in yourself and trusting in the universe. That's true confidence. And one of the things that I strived for when I was younger was I just want to be confident. And that was because I was in so much pain and had so Mm -hmm. much hurt and was dealing with so much protection. And when I saw others and I had an envy around their energy of them just being sure of themselves and being, you know, seemingly, although we don't really know what's going on the on the inside, but seemingly happy and outgoing. It really, it was a trigger for me because I really lacked the confidence, but what that confidence, I was conflating it with being charismatic, but really it's about trust, Mm -hmm. trusting that things are going to work out for, for your highest good and, and trusting that you're driving that ship and knowing what's best for you and giving yourself the medicine. And, you know, this, this week, you know, I I would love to just like hear from you, like what medicine are you giving yourself? And I'll share, you know, what's the medicine I'm giving myself this week? You know, what do you need? What are you doing this week that you need? This week, I'm really going to focus on calling my energy back. I feel like with the amount of hats I'm wearing right now, the amount of things that I've been doing and even trying to start and, and the people I've been seeing, and I've, I've been traveling a lot for work and everything. I feel like my energy is everywhere. And so, so especially this weekend, I really want to clear my head, take a nice deep dive into myself and call all my energy back because mm-hmm. I'm just feeling a little scatterbrained right now. I'm feeling a little not as grounded as mm-hmm. I have been in the past. And I think that's like the self-care I need to give myself this week. I love that. And for you, when you don't, when you are feeling that scattered, ungrounded feeling, which I think so many of us can relate to, how does that show up for you where you're like, oh, I'm ungrounded, I'm scattered. You know, how do you, what are the, the signs of that for you? 
Oh, for sure. Especially in this new role with, um, with this company, if I'm laying in bed and I can't turn off work, like I'm still just letting it roll around in my brain, or I'm thinking about what I have to do tomorrow, or, you know, just ruminating on situations or things that either did happen today or haven't happened yet. That's the biggest indicator for me that something is going on and I need to ground myself. Yeah. That, that incessant chatter. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I can relate to that so much. And the medicine that I'm giving myself this week and next week is that I am doing a, a social media cleanse. I'm on day two of my <gasps> no social media. And it was because I was noticing the incessant chatter as well, but it was around feeling inadequate and mm-hmm. con- comparison situs as <laughs> uh, yes, you can actually um, thank Kelly for that because she was on the show and said that to me. And I was like, that is hilarious. I'm using that. We all have comparison situs. And, yeah. and so I was feeling very tormented by, again, thoughts, which aren't really you. They're just mm-hmm. thoughts. And I needed to take a break. And since I've even taken two days, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so clear. And I did that healing for myself, letting go of some of the things that this was bringing up for me because some, you know, as much as we work on ourselves and we release things occasionally, habitually, like I said, things can show up for you again. A trigger can happen. Social media was being a big trigger for me. And it seems very silly now that I've removed myself from it in retrospect, because I can see things from a higher vantage point. When you're in it, though, you get very, very overwhelmed and everything feels very small and tunnel vision. So that's another sign for me when I know I need to take my remove myself because I need to be able to see things from a higher vantage point. And now that I'm seeing things in that space, I'm like, uh, hello, Instagram was ruining your life. That's kind of it's silly, right? But not in the moment when it's happening. But now I'm like, you can figure out a way to use it that makes you feel good. Or guess what? You also don't have to use it if it doesn't feel good. And this is your life. You're creating it in the way that feels best for you. And that kind of wise energy, I was not having clarity with for a little while. And I was like, I got to take my energy back and my power back. And sometimes that requires us like slowing down, giving ourselves a break and knowing that you're still on your path, even if you need to take a day, take a week, take a month, take a year. I know that that, but sometimes I've had clients, they that's what they needed. And Mm -hmm. just listening to yourself, but how do you get that clarity? Right. That does come from this healing journey that you and I are talking about. That clarity comes from peeling back layers of what's gunking you up from being able to connect to your heart and your truth. And like, doing a session, like a healing session, a hypnosis session, even an astrology session, anything that can get you a little bit more closer to the core of who you really are and not just the ego and the identity version of who you are is awesome and is so helpful. Oh, I completely agree. And I absolutely want to steal the social media cleanse. Like 
Like, did you have to delete all the apps on your phone? I mean, I feel like I would just habitually be going to them. Yeah, I deleted all the apps and I'm on day three. And yeah, the first two days I was doing that thing with my thumb where I was like going to Instagram, like, wait, I don't have Instagram. There's nothing to go to. (laughs) And then I'm just checking my email a million times because I am addicted to the feedback of receiving a notification, a message, like that busy kind of like there's something happening and just recognizing that. And not having any shame around it, not having any judgment around it. It's just, it just is. And loving all parts of ourselves, even the dark parts, even the shadowy parts. Do you think I want to like have an Instagram addiction? No, but I do. <laughs> and it's like, I recognize that. And being addicted to the feedback, I, I, I totally recognize that. And it's like, okay, that's fine. It's not serving you. So we're going to work, we're going to work on that because it's been hurting you. And even the way I'm talking in this voice, that's, that's her. That's the higher self who comes in and goes, it's okay, honey. That's fine. I love you anyways. It's, and, mm-hmm. and then the, the wounded part of us puts up the fight. Oh, but what happened? What, what if I don't get any more business? What if I won't make it? Cause I need to be on Instagram because everybody else is. And it's like, no, you don't. You'll mm-hmm. figure this out. You're okay. Just take the time you need. Trust in the universe. I got you. And it's like bringing, like making me teary because it feels so real when I tap into that part of myself that knows what's best for me. And right now, what's best for me is she needed a break. And so mm-hmm. I'm on this break. And along with this break, too, is, and I've done this before for myself, no figuring anything out. Like, I'm not going to, because the other part of me goes, okay, so you're not going to be on there. So then what are you going to do? It's like, I'm not going to figure anything out. Just going to let myself be. Oh, and sometimes that's the hard, that's the hardest part is being a human being, not a human doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm like actually very envious of this, of this cleanse you're doing right now. Like, I think that's a huge sign that I need to do something similar. So many people have reached out to me and have shared with me that they were like, you're what you're doing is something I need to do too. And I think that it's our relationship to these platforms has, you know, can be healthy for some, they have a good hygiene with it. And then for others, they do not. And I do not. (laughs) And (laughs) you know, like my husband has really, really great hygiene. In fact, he never looks at stories on Instagram, which I'm like, you never look at the stories. He's like, no, I just sometimes scroll through things and then like I'll post, but like his relationship isn't charged in any way. He's not Mm -hmm. using it to keep up with people to, you know, it's a daily, like I connect with people from all over on it. I, you know, use it for business, all the things. Right. And so many people resonated with, I have an unhealthy relationship with this right now and what you're doing. I feel like I need to take a cleanse. And the goal with the cleanse is just like the reset, right? You're not going to be on a cleanse forever. You don't go on a juice cleanse, you know, for a year, you do it for, you know, five days. And then what, and ideally you reset your gut you reset your mindset and then you're like, now I'm going to introduce this kind of healthy food back in and I am going to create a more mindful, better relationship with what I'm consuming, which is the goal is that I just take this time off, which from who, from people I've talked to have taken this kind of time off. They're like, I didn't want to go back. 
<laughs> like I didn't want to go back on it. I was feeling so much better about myself, which I already am in on day three. But I think it's just about, you know, making it work for you. Mm, and it kind of goes back to that, like space that we were talking about, creating more space. So you can be more in tune with your heart and your mind. Absolutely. Well, this was such a pleasure having you come on the show. And I'm like, I'm always here for you, girl. You know, I got you. We're in this together on this human journey of just like figuring out, you know, what we're what we really want to do and what's guiding us. And for those out there who are feeling like they want to know their purpose, they want to know their path. Yeah, same here. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I think that what, you know, really it is about just following your curiosity and allowing yourself to just drive in the direction that feels best for you and ask yourself a lot of questions. Why do I want that? Mm-hmm. Right? What would that really do for me? is that really bringing me closer to what I want to embody, right? Will that bring me more towards feeling that sense of interconnectedness? And, you know, one last thing is somebody shared with me recently, asking yourself question, like, you know, when, if you ask someone something like, do you think I'm pretty? Mm -hmm. Do you think you're pretty? Do you think I'm successful? Do you think you're successful? Right? So, Building that relationship with yourself is the most important thing that you can do. Oh, I absolutely agree. <laughs> Amazing. And where can people find you so they can keep up with you? Maybe after your social media cleanse, wink, wink. <laughs> yes. Yes. After my social media cleanse, um, I'm mainly on Instagram. I'm Cosmic Khaleesi. So Cosmic underscore Khaleesi. Love it. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.